thought it was the end But then I thought again And that was when I took the hand Of the other From the center of the Thundering Herd universe We are the student broadcast voice of Marshall University WMUL-FM Huntington let me ask you just one question Are we too far gone? Three words we were unmasking For you it took too long Five minutes everlasting In a hotel downtown This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University WMUL-FM Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Wednesday, July 6th, I'm Zane Bowles. And I'm Sequoia Ware. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Top UK ministers resign. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcasting News. Mike Stanley will be in for the Metro Huntington weather forecast. The current temperature outside is a partly 93 degrees. And now on to our top story. A new report on the Uvalde Elementary School massacre in Texas says a police officer had a chance to open fire on the gunman, but missed it while waiting for permission to shoot. The report also says some of the 21 victims at Robb Elementary School likely, quote, could have been saved, unquote, on May 24th had they received medical attention sooner. The report is yet another damning assessment of how police failed to act on opportunities that might have saved lives in what became the deadliest school shooting in the U.S. as the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre in 2012. Jurors have found a 32-year-old man guilty of first-degree murder for the 2019 fatal shooting of rapper Nipsey Hussle. The Los Angeles County juror reached its verdict in the trial of Eric R. Holder Jr. today. The verdict brings an end to a legal saga that has lasted more than three years in a trial that was often delayed because of the pandemic. Holder and Hussle had known each other for years when a chance meeting outside the Grammy winning rapper's Los Angeles clothing store led to a shooting and Hustle's death. Holder could get life in prison when he's sentenced on September 15th. The man charged with killing seven people at an Independence Day parade confessed to police that he unleashed a hail of bullets from a rooftop in suburban Chicago and then fled to the Madison, Wisconsin area where he contemplated shooting up an event there. That's according to authorities who spoke today. Robert Cremo III turned back to Illinois where he was later arrested after deciding he was not prepared to pull off a shooting in Wisconsin. An Illinois judge ordered Cremo to be held without bail. A prosecutor said police found the shells of 83 bullets and three ammunition magazines on the rooftop that he fired from. Federal Reserve officials were concerned at their meeting last month that consumers were starting to anticipate higher inflation, and they signaled that much higher interest rates could be needing to restrain it. The policymakers had also acknowledged in minutes from their meeting released today that their rate hikes had, could weaken the economy. But they suggested that such steps were necessary to slow price increases back to the Fed's 2% annual target. 
The Fed officials agreed that the central bank needed to raise its benchmark interest rate to, quote, restrictive, unquote, levels that would slow the economy's growth and, quote, recognized that an even more restrictive stance could be more appropriate, unquote, if inflation persisted. A defiant British Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, battled to remain in office today, shrugging off calls for resignation after two top ministers and a slew of junior officials said they would no longer serve under his scandal-tarred leadership. Members of the opposition Labour Party showered Johnson with shouts of, quote, go, go, unquote, during the weekly ritual of Prime Minister's questions in the House of Commons. Critics argued the leader's days were numbered following his poor handling of sexual misconduct allegations against a senior official, but more damningly, members of Johnson's own Conservative Party also challenged their leader. One asked whether there was anything that might prompt him to resign. Johnson replied he would keep going. Coming up, Kentucky Abortion Clinic seeks injunction. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 88 returns right after this. leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Appleby takes the snap, dropping back, great protection, fires it down the middle, it's picked off! Right to Taekwon Lang! Lang takes it at the 45, brings it to the near side, the 30, down to the 20, has a blocker in front and walks into the end zone! A 55-yard pick six! Chester and UAB able to lose the ball, Marshall keeps it in, for Mario Gordon puts it into the net, Marshall 2, UAB 1, 326 to play in the match. On the way, this one's sent for a ride. Down the line, left field turn and watch it fly. It's gone. A one-out solo bomb from Caddy Lucas. It's 2-0 Thundering Herd. Quickly Hamilton there to clean things up. Counter and one for the redshirt junior from Huntington. Ryan Taylor's going to the rack. Left side up off the glass. No good, but James Kelly comes in from behind and flushes it home. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Hey man, you dropped something. That's okay, it's just trash anyway. Actually, it's not okay, it's littering. You should pick it up and throw it away. It would be even better to recycle it. What are some other ways I can help out on campus? Try picking up litter around campus, recycling soda cans, plastic bottles, and paper at the designated bins around campus, taking shorter showers to save water, or walk, ride a bike, or even carpool to cut back on air pollution. Thanks man, I appreciate it. Think green and be Marshall Green. Brought to you by your friends at the eco-friendly WMUL 88.1 FM. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Zane Bowles. And I'm Sequoia Ware. A judge in West Virginia's capital has struck down a law that would have funneled state money into a program that incentivized families to pull their children out of K-12 public schools. The state's attorney general said its office plans to appeal today's ruling set to go into effect during the upcoming school year. The HOPE Scholarship Voucher Program would have been one of the most far-reaching school choice programs in the country. Kanawha County Circuit Court Judge Joanna Tabbitt ruled that violates the state constitution. The program allows families to apply for state funding to support private school tuition, homeschooling fees, and other expenses. More than 3,000 students had been approved to receive around $4,300 each. A West Virginia National Guard member who wore a hoodie that read, quote, yes, I'm a Trump girl, quote, inside the U.S. Capitol Rotunda during the January 6th riot has pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor. 
Jamie Lynn Ferguson entered the plea to a parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building during a conference call with a U.S. magistrate judge in Washington, D.C. The charge carries a maximum penalty of six months in prison and a $5,000 fine. Prosecutors asked that three other charges be dismissed. The 44-year-old Ferguson also agreed to pay $500 restitution for damage caused to the Capitol. Sentencing was set for November 18th. A man has pleaded guilty and was sentenced to life in prison for a botched robbery that ended with a fatal shooting of an undercover Cleveland detective and his informant. Prosecutors say 19-year-old Kevin Robinson pleaded guilty to two counts, each of aggravated murder and robbery. He must serve 28 years of his sentence before he becomes eligible for parole. Robinson was 17 when the detective James Skirtnovitz and informant Scott Dingus were killed in September 2020 while they were in an unmarked car preparing for a drug operation. A group of youths approached them and fired several gunshots into the vehicle. A proposed amendment to the Ohio Constitution that would limit vaccine mandates by businesses, health care providers, and governments is a step closer to the statewide ballot. The proposal would prohibit those entities from discriminating against people based on vaccination status or mandating any vaccine, medical procedure, treatment, or medical device. The Ohio Ballot Board approved the language yesterday. Supporters next will have to gather thousands of valid signatures from registered voters to keep the proposal moving forward. It wouldn't appear on a statewide ballot until 2023. Attorneys for Kentucky's two abortion clinics are seeking an injunction to block the state's near-total abortion ban. A Louisville judge issued a temporary restraining order blocking the state's abortion ban last week. The clinics are asking Circuit Judge Mitch Perry to issue an injunction request, which would halt the state state while the case is litigated. The two Louisville clinics resumed performing abortions after Perry issued the restraining order last week. Kentucky General Daniel Cameron appealed the restraining order to the state's appeals court, but the Kentucky Supreme Court last night rejected Cameron's appeal. Coming up next, a baby formula shortage. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Wondering what to do on a dull day? Well... I get kind of tired of hearing that same old music. MUL's got real variety. From jazz and blues to rock and progressive. 88.1's the place to be. I'm at WMUL Marshall University. So there's this guy in your office and he just finished rehab and you don't know how to act around him. Okay, here's a few tips. Don't call him a loser. Do call him Larry, unless his name is John, then call him John. Don't remove the glue from the company envelopes, he's not going to sniff them. Do expect him to meet all his deadlines, and don't be surprised when he does, and oh, hey, don't make fun of his addiction. You can, however, make fun of his 80s haircut. For more tips on how to support a recovering user, or if you'd like to become one, call 1-800-662-HELP. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Zane Bowles. And I'm Sequoia Ware. 
President Joe Biden went to Ohio to showcase federal actions aimed at shoring up pensions for millions of workers. It's part of a broader effort to reinvigorate his political standing with blue-collar voters. Ohio has been trending strongly Republican in recent years, with Donald Trump easily carrying it twice, but Democrats have hoped hopes of winning a Senate seat that is coming up open. Biden today is announcing a federal rule change that will allow major new financial support for troubled pensions that cover some 2 million to 3 million workers. Stocks turn higher on Wall Street in choppy afternoon trading today following the release of minutes from the Federal Reserve's most recent policy meeting. The S&P 500 rose 0.6 percent, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 0.4 percent, and the Nasdaq rose 0.7 percent. The Russell 2000 index of a small company stocks remained in the red, down 0.5 percent, a sign that investors are worried about economic growth. The minutes of the two-day meeting last month show that Fed officials concluded higher interest rates could be needed to restrain what they saw as a worrying trend, consumers starting to anticipate higher inflation. Bond yields rose. U.S. pharmacists can now prescribe the leading COVID-19 pill directly to patients. The Food and Drug Administration said today that pharmacists can begin screening patients to see if they are eligible and then prescribe Pfizer's drug Paxlovid. Previously, only doctors could prescribe it. Paxlovid has been shown to curb the worst effects of COVID-19, but it has started to started has to be started, excuse me, within 5 days of symptoms. Paxlovid is intended for people with COVID-19 who are more likely to become seriously ill. That includes older people and those with other health conditions. A company that has performed appraisals on some of Donald Trump's most prized properties have been held in contempt of court for missing a deadline to turn over documents in the New York Attorney General's civil investigation into the former president's business practices. Manhattan Judge Arthur Ingeron said late yesterday that real estate services firm Cushman and Wakefield had shown a, quote, willful failure, unquote, to comply with Attorney General Letitia James's subpoenas, including for records pertaining to Trump's suburban Seven Springs estate, a Wall Street office building, and a Los Angeles golf course. Cushman and Wakefield said it will appeal in Grand's ruling. The Biden administration is looking to help foreign manufacturers of baby formula stay on the U.S. market for the long term. It's an effort to diversify the industry after the closure of the largest domestic plant sparked a nationwide shortage. The Food and Drug Administration has announced several plans to oversee producers that have sent supplies to the United States under emergency approval to address the shortfall, secure long-term authorization to market their formula in the U.S. The agency will provide a way for producers temporarily selling in the U.S. to meet existing regulatory requirements so they can stay on the market. Coming up next, GOP convention bid hits roadblock. Your daily political update when New Center 88 returns right after this. I want my www 
You're listening to the broadcast voice of Marshall University, WMUL FM, Huntington. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. Here at the Institute for Better Radio, we're always looking for ways to improve your listening experience on 88.1 WMUL. By using trained monkeys, we try out new innovations here before bringing them to you, our listener. For instance, how does no commercial sound? Smashing! How about a wide music variety? Outstanding! Because we're not money-driven, we can bring you better radio here on 88.1 WMUL. Now, back to the lab. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Zane Bowles. And I'm Sequoia Ware. President Joe Biden plans to nominate the CEO of the Denver airport to become the next head of the Federal Aviation Administration. The White House announced today that Biden plans to nominate Philip Washington. He has been the CEO of Denver International Airport since last year. Before that, he was the head of the Los Angeles County Metropolitan, Metropolitan Transportation Authority. If confirmed by the Senate, Washington will lead an agency that has come under fire for its approval of Boeing 737 MAX Jetlinger and more recently a shortage of air traffic controllers and airlines blame for many flight delays. The White House says President Joe Biden has called the wife of WNBA player Brittany Griner, who is detained in Russia and has pledged that he is working to win her release as soon as possible. Biden's conversation with Griner's wife, Sherelle Griner, comes after Brittany Griner wrote Biden a letter on Monday. In the letter, Brittany Griner told the president she feared she would spend forever in a Russian jail. The WNBA star is currently on trial in Russia, accused of possessing vape cartridges containing cannabis oil. Biden's call comes as Griner's family has become more aggressive in pressuring the Biden administration by speaking out about her case. The FBI director and the leader of Britain's domestic intelligence agency are raising alarms about the Chinese government, warning business leaders that Beijing is determined to steal technology for a competitive gain. FBI director Christopher Wray reaffirmed previous concerns in denouncing economic espionage and hacking operations by China, as well as the Chinese government's efforts to stifle dissent abroad. His speech today was notable because it took place at M15's London headquarters and along the agency's director general in an intended show of Western solidarity. The FBI directors also said there are signs the Chinese, perhaps drawing lessons from Russia's experience since the Ukraine war, have looked for more ways to, quote, insulate their economy, unquote, for potential sanctions. A bid to bring the 2024 Republican National Convention in Nashville has hit a roadblock in the left-leaning city's Metro Council. Amid opposition to hosting the event, Council Member Robert Swope withdrew a proposed agreement yesterday that spells out specifics about how the city would host the convention. 
The move casts uncertainty about the city's chances to land the GOP convention. Officials in the other finalist city, Milwaukee, approved a similar framework early last month. The Nashville 2024 host committee has said it hopes the proposal will be refiled and the council will begin considering it at a meeting later this month. And coming up, Mike Stanley will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and updates on the Russia-Ukraine war. Stay with us. It's important that healthcare providers, including doctors and nurses, either wash their hands with soap and water or use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer both before and after they touch you. Healthcare providers know to practice hand hygiene, but sometimes they forget. You and your loved ones can play a role by asking and reminding healthcare providers to wash their hands, especially while they're caring for you. They don't mind being asked to wash their hands. They want to prevent infections as much as you do. A message from the CDC. No score here at Camp Randall Stadium. Happy to have you along this Saturday afternoon. Back inside Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bobby Edding Sportsside bringing you all tonight's action. Marshall Trail Southern Miss. On the sky deck from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina. ECU leads the Thundering Herd. To the home center, Boone, North Carolina. Andrew Anspacker on board. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. WMUL-FM, Huntington. and welcome to the Music Request Hotline. Please state the name of the genre you'd like to hear. Alternative? You said hip-hop. If that's correct, please say yes. No. You have confirmed hip-hop. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I said alternative. Country you want to hear? No, no, no. Country it is. No, I said said alternative. Alternative rock. Are tired of ignored requests? Call 696-6651 and get what you asked for on WMUL-FM. No, I want to hear jazz. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Mike Stanley, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's been another hot and humid day. Today's high was 93. This evening, a line of thunderstorms is expected to blow through the area between 6.30 and 8.30 and produce up to half an inch of rain. A flood warning is in effect for the area until tomorrow morning. Later this evening, things should clear off, and the low will be 71. The rain and thunder are likely to continue off and on until early Saturday evening, peaking at an 80% chance Friday afternoon. Thursday and Friday, we will see daytime highs around 90 and overnight lows around 70. Things will cool off just a tiny bit on Saturday when the high will be 85, followed by a low of 63. Sunday, we should have sunny skies and a high of 85. Today in weather history, on this day in 1986, thunderstorms produced major flash flooding in Leavenworth, Kansas. The official rainfall total was 10.37 inches, but unofficial totals exceeded 12 inches. And in 1988, 36 cities in the north-central and northeastern United States reported record high temperatures for the date. Afternoon highs of 98 degrees at International Falls, Minnesota, and 101 degrees at Flint, Michigan, equaled all-time records. Highs of 96 degrees at Muskegon, Michigan, and 97 degrees in Buffalo, New York, were records for July. Thanks to weatherforyou.com for that information. At New Center 88, we have partly cloudy skies and 93 degrees Fahrenheit, or 34 degrees Celsius. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For New Center 88, I'm Mike Stanley. Thanks, Mike. Now on to Russia and Ukraine news. Poland's prime minister has accused Russian agencies of 
of hacking into government systems and manipulating and leaking emails that allegedly exposed his administration links with the judiciary. Premier Matuski Morwiski labeled that leaks on today's, quote, provocation, unquote, by Russian and Belarusian secret services aiming to sow discord in Poland in revenge for Warsaw's support for Ukraine and Russia's invasion. Correspondence allegedly coming from the email of Morwiski and a close aide has been leaking to the Polish press for some months. The government has denied its authenticity, although some people named in the documents have said they are genuine. Prosecutors are investigating. A Russian official says Russian food supplies bound for an Arctic coal mining settlement have been have resumed transiting via mainland Norway after weeks of tension. Sergei Gushkin, the Russian consul general based in the settlement of Berensburg, said today that Oslo had allowed Norwegian carriers to pick up the disputed cargo and cross the Russian-Norwegian border with it. Russian officials previously accused Oslo of blocking a shipment of essential goods, including food and medication, destined for Russian miners in Barentsburg, on the far northern Svalbard archipelago. Gushkin said that there were no immediate food shortages in Barentsburg. Ukrainian officials say Russian shelling and missile strikes killed at least eight civilians over the past 24 hours and wounded 25 more. Pro-Russia separate separatists said attacks by Ukrainians forces killed four people. The Ukrainian presidential office said most civilian deaths occurring in Donetsk province. The governor had urged the province's more than 350,000 remaining residents to flee for their own safety and to allow the Ukrainian army to mount a defense. Russian President Vladimir Putin on Monday declared the complete seizure of the Donbas region region's other province. But the governor of Luhansk denies that Russia captured the entire province and says fighting continues in some villages. Russian forces also hit Kharkiv, Ukraine's second largest city. A top Russian official has warned the U.S. that it could face the, quote, wrath of God, unquote, if it pursues efforts to help establish an international tribunal to investigate Russia's actions in Ukraine. Dmitry Medvedev, the deputy secretary of Russia's Security Council, chaired by President Vladimir Putin and former Russian president, denounced the U.S. for what he described as its efforts to, quote, spread chaos and destruction across the world, unquote. Medvedev cited the apocalypse to warn the U.S. not to try to push war crime investigations against Russia. In another blustery warning to the U.S., Russian lower house speaker Vyacheslav Volodin on today urge Washington to remember that Alaska used to belong to Russia. Coming up next, should we save daylight savings time? Stay tuned. Freedom of speech means freedom means freedom to say, I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say, I'm Republican and I'm gay. As As long long as as it's it's not not hurting hurting anyone. anyone, Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom to say it. I have the freedom to say it. 
This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone, too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull it up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by hosting a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. To learn more, contact International Experience at 888-266-2921. That's 888-266-2921, or visit ie-usa.com, 888-266-2921. And finally, today on News Center 88, Mexico's president has submitted a bill to end daylight saving time. And now, a move that, I'm sorry, a move that would put an end to the practice of changing clocks twice a year. The nation's health secretary says Mexico should return to, quote, God's clock, unquote, standard time. He claims setting clocks back or forward hurts people's health. The change would mean darkness falling an hour earlier on summer afternoons. Meanwhile, nearly a dozen states across the U.S. have already standardized daylight savings time. How much is a dinosaur skeleton worth? We'll find out later this month when the fossilized skeleton of a T-Rex relative goes up for bids in New York. Sotheby's will be selling the skeleton of a Gorgosaurus, believed to have roamed the Earth 76 million years ago, about 10 million years before the Tyrannosaurus Rex. The skeleton was found in 2018 in the Judith River Formation in Montana, It measures nearly 10 feet tall and 22 feet long. And that does it for this summer edition of New Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Zane Bowles, Dave Adkins, Mike Stanley, and the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Sequoia Ware. And your thought of the day is... The wise man will want to be ever with who with him who he is better than himself. Plato.